0: One day and must for a living, a Hello everyone and
2: welcome to Let's Talk day. Torah. I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson with New Radio, Radio, Radio Media. And we'll spend the next hour talking Torah, 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 learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at let's at gmail.com. No apostrophes. Let's talk Torah at gmail.com. And we have a special repeat guest. <laughs> Guitar, he's already laughing. Ethan Davidson, I am so happy that you came down to join me again. This is going to be so much fun. How are you today? I'm doing
3: well, thank God. Thank God. Everything's great. How about you?
2: Fantastic. As I told you, we got new plans. Right. If it doesn't snow up north, we're going to make sure they have ATVs. There you go. Anything to, to, (laughs) you know, the kids don't get to do that kind of stuff in Detroit. No, all right. Exactly, And we're not renting those little scooters or stuff for the kids to crash around in downtown.
3: They complain if you ride the uh, snowmobiles around Southfield. I figured that out the hard way.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> well, when you got stuck on one you of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, the, I mean, the weather is funny. Oh, I yeah. mean, we had, I don't know about your kids, uh, mm. we had a delay um, yesterday mm. for an hour and a half. Yeah. Because yeah. there was no, uh, the buses said they're not coming down the streets because of the ice. Sure. yeah. So they delayed school by an hour and a half, truthfully, but who? You know, we're not yeah, prophets. Yeah. At 7 o'clock in the morning, I don't know if you were up then, treacherous.
3: I know. Yeah. No, we. Uh, they called us, you know, maybe 6 o'clock and they said no school, you know, out where, where we live. So. Right,
2: because if you don't have busing, yeah. that's it, oh, you're forget done. Forget
3: about it. Yeah, exactly. So that was it.
2: Yeah, so we figure the parents will figure out a way. Yeah. So about an hour and a half later... The Mm -hmm. rows actually were fine. Yeah, they were fine. An hour and a half later. Right. Not not at any rate. (laughs) And I had to take my kid to the doctor. I didn't know if the doctor would be there. Sure. This was a final checkup for a broken bone. So uh, we, we made it to the doctor. Right. And... You know, it, it's like ironic, you think about it. So, mm-hmm. this is a bone doctor. Right, 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 right. So, imagine he better salt his parking lot so good because mm-hmm. the last thing he wants <laughs> is somebody coming in with a broken arm and saying, oh, I slipped on your parking lot. You right. fix me. Right, right. So, right. Uh, yeah, I thought that would be pretty funny. Absolutely. But um, in any case, um, Ethan will play something for us later. Yeah. I know which song, I have it written down. Yeah. I have to look through all my pages. Huh. He is going to play, here we go. I wish I could read.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: come down, Lonesome One. We're yeah. going to talk about that later. Because yeah, sure. we like when Ethan plays for us and he lets me harass him about music. <laughs> you know, you'd be shocked. We, yeah. It's been a good uh, six, eight months. How long yeah, is it? Yeah, probably
3: something like that. But h- thanks for having me back, by the way.
2: Oh, I love it. You know, everybody it's a lot loves, of fun to be here. Everybody loves Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they don't come down to earth like you. Like mm. We'll talk about it, maybe we'll sure. talk, maybe we won't. But, you know, with your background and your being down to earth, mm-hmm. it's it's a combination people are not used to. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so therefore it's just fun mm-hmm. and enjoyable. Uh, but I've been learning a lot about music, I want you to know. Okay. I've mm-hmm. had composers on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had uh, different music people and artists. And and I always ask them the same question. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with it and then we'll get into the Torah portion. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, it's almost like a two-part question. First of all, what makes music Jewish? Yeah. Like if somebody wants to say I play Jewish music or it's not Jewish music, Mm -hmm. what makes it Jewish? Sure. So if you have songs that you feel are Jewish, what makes them Jewish?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting because I think if if I were to say my stuff is Jewish, then, you know, people might think it's going to, okay, it sounds like some kind of klezmer or maybe it sounds like some kind of nigun or something, but it doesn't sound like that. No, not at all. It's really like... Country music or blues music—I mean, it's definitely very American—and yet um, a lot of the lyrical content comes either, you know, overtly or more often sort of covertly from uh, Jewish tradition. And what I do is I'll take lines from, for instance, the the thing that um, we'll be playing today, "Come Down Lonesome One." You know, it's really like a line that I got from uh, from Buber, and I don't can't remember if this was like his Tales of the Hasidim or something, but one of these books. That Martin Buber wrote and I thought that's a great line because that's really what we want we want to have a relationship with the with God. the one <laughs>
2: you know oh, so that's the lone one. I know this I, yeah. I read the lyrics a few times I said Ethan is going to help me out on those lines <laughs> sure. so really then mm-hmm. in, 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 your feeling is it's the words yeah it's the words you know, it's yeah. we can play all kinds of music. It could be yeah, rock and roll, it could sure. be it, it could be country, it could be blues, it could right. be it could be classical. Yeah, it exactly. could be anything you want. Exactly. It's the words that make it.
3: For me that's what it is. Interesting. For me that's what that's it is. That's why I like to other ask other people it's the melody. There's Jewish melodies and they do Jewish melodies. I do maybe American melodies but the the sensibility I think is Jewish. Right?
2: Cool. And the second question I was asked yeah. them, you know why I love asking these questions yeah. because Sometimes people haven't thought about it, Sure. and when they have thought about it, there's a lot of answers. Yeah. And I like, you know, I study all the time. Yeah, I yeah. like when there's more than one answer. Sure, one answer is boring. Right, we want multiple <laughs> answers that we yeah. can't remember any of them. Yeah. but um, that's
3: why we have the Talmud, right? Multiple answers. Multiple answers,
2: <laughs> yes, and and multiple just angles, and right. and every angle you change, it changes the whole story and right. the whole that you're building buildings. And, right but at different angles at different building it's why exactly exactly so um music is powerful mm. there's no question music is powerful what makes your music powerful
3: well you know and i don't I, I can't say if it's powerful to other people i know from my own experience with my music and with music in general is that when there's um some kind of sentiment in terms of the the sentiments that i'm trying to use that really come you know, from our tradition, um, for me, it's uh, let's say it's kind of a healing thing. It's a different um, type of, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a tikkun, I don't know if it's tefillah.
2: You mean, healing for your for your own self, for and I get to listen in.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's a very it's a very personal thing that I like to do in front of people, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's like no, but it feels like, you know, I mean. I also go, you know, daven and, and that. This is another part of that for me, right? There's the Davening that we do. Sure. And then there's this is my personal, you know.
2: Right. So that's it's fascinating. So the mm-hmm. par- I was I was speaking to an artist uh, yesterday and I was telling her that her, her artwork is powerful. Yeah. You can see it has meaning, it has feeling. So I was starting to ask her, she'll come on the show in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to ask her like you know, do you realize yeah. that when you draw that picture, the way you draw that picture, the way you bring out the feelings is affecting how I read the story? Sure. yeah. And she she does recognize it, but, but artists really need to recognize um, that there's power behind what they're creating. For sure. And in your case, you're not really looking to project your power out. Right. You're looking, the projectors, the power is for me. Yeah. And I'm letting you listen in. Yeah. It's just a very different, interesting. In other words, you would almost be happy playing in your own room. And uh, you're doing me a favor when you let me listen.
3: Well, you know, it's funny. I've had a complicated relationship with it because, you know, I really wanted to make a living of it um, when I was much younger. And I tried that and I toured all over the world. And, you know, it wasn't, um, I mean, people liked me, but I, I wasn't, It wasn't supporting itself, and then eventually, you know, you have to make different decisions. For a little while, I I didn't have really the ability to play it for myself. It was difficult for me. And then uh, over the years, I kind of rediscovered that and figured out I can do that, and it can be healing, and I don't have to support myself with it. And if other people like it, that's great, too. And if it's just for me, that's great, too. That's such a good answer. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: You know, usually, you know, you made me start out mm-hmm. backwards today. I always <laughs> ask my guests just to, you know, in case they don't know Ethan Davidson, which is a little mm-hmm. hard to imagine. You could look up a few things online. Yeah. I think you'll find his name, mm-hmm. Ethan Daniel Davidson, mm-hmm. to make sure you don't get confused. <laughs> but um, if you don't feel like looking it up online and you want to, to get the truth, mm-hmm. um, just uh, for a minute or so, who is Ethan Davidson?
3: <laughs> Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm a guy trying to uh you know, do the best I can try to figure it out get it right. Um of course, uh I think any positive um thing that I have I owe it to my father, William Davidson of blessed memory. Uh it'll be coming up uh 10 years since he passed. He well, was I remember the funeral. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. It's hard to believe. I mean, it you know, um, I don't know, you know, people out there listening, some of them have lost parents, some of them, hopefully their parents should live a very long time and be healthy. But if you've lost a parent, um, at least in my case, sometimes it feels like it was yesterday. And at the same time, it feels like a million years ago, you know, it's, um, but I do, I think, um, you know, it's really, I was lucky to have a, a father like him. And, uh, I mean, of course he did so so much for Jewish people worldwide and, um,
2: in case people yeah. don't know william davidson um owner of the Pistons yeah. was a fantastically philanthropic person. I mean, hospitals in israel. i yeah. mean, I'm sure the list yeah. goes on right he is not just a regular charitable no it <laughs> was not a regular charitable person he left over yeah. a very large endowment which i know ethan you're involved yeah. in yeah. just i wanted to make sure people sure, understood sure, sure. when you just told yeah. about your father was yeah. you know i told no, about my no. father also he was a great guy and i learned a lot from him but right, you know right, right. all our fathers are different so now yeah. that i interrupted you and no, completely no, no, threw no, no, off no. your train of
3: thought none at all no it's interesting though because it's you know it's funny it's not funny i don't know you'll see how what you think about this but you know he never would you know he didn't put his name out he was under the for everything that he did he wasn't about putting his name on things but we decided after he died we wanted to have people know who he was he never would have done this but we decided that we should make a film about him and we've been working on this now for almost 10 years it'll be out on march 31st we'll have a showing here in detroit uh, the community can come. We'll tell people where it is. We haven't, but it's definitely going to be Sunday, March 31st, is the date. And um, we'll screen the movie, which really talks about how his family came from Russia, the things that he learned from his mother, you know, his philosophy of things, his commitment to the Jewish people. These are the kind of things we want to talk about. You know, he never would have, again, of course not. He wouldn't want a movie about himself, but, you know, we can do it. <laughs> yes, you could, because you can't ask him. He's
2: You're not right. like he's going to say, I don't You're like it. Right. So what happens with that? So yeah. so there's a showing, people will watch yeah. it, and then if people want to then, well, it'll be archived somewhere. Yeah.
3: yeah, we'll put it up on the um, on the website for the Foundation somehow. What we really started out making it for was for the Foundation and for his, his descendants, because they won't, have ever met him but they should know him and then as we were making it we thought you know probably other people would like to see this too so we should make it available for the community and if people want to see it they'll come it'll be free they can come they can eat popcorn popcorn <laughs> yeah, it's a jewish thing if you have free food they show it up right exactly Very good my way. father would have come for the popcorn
2: <laughs> Ah, okay, so that's our little bit we're getting of Ethan right. Davidson. <laughs> okay, so um, I wanted to, we have a few minutes before the first sure. break. Um, we're talking the Torah mm. portion of Mishpatim, Yeah. Um, just to make sure that's yeah. clear which one, mm. for those who don't realize that this is pre-taped, which I'm never supposed to say. Right. But in any case, but you're doing me a favor, helping sure. me. So um, the beginning of the Torah portion, mm-hmm. this is, we, we received in last week's Torah portion, mm. uh, the Ten Commandments. Right. And Moses goes up, and Moses has to come down and give us the laws. So this Torah portion is is really the the first set of basic mm-hmm. laws, and a lot of the laws in the Torah portion um, are m- money matters, right. whether it's borrowing and documents and mm-hmm. and and watching and yeah. uh, and lost objects, and it runs the gamut. A lot of, a lot of court rules and regulations. But so you're trying to imagine if you were going to write a book mm-hmm. and you were going to write a law book, mm-hmm. maybe a big professor. I mean, there's all kinds of laws that you might want to write first. Sure. And the first law in this week's Torah portion is one that I would have you know, put under the carpet. Mm-hmm. That's the Jewish slave. Yeah. First of all, right. the, even the concept yeah. that will allow a Jewish slave right. is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the rules and regulations behind the Jewish slave, just uh, we'll give them just very fast. And then mm-hmm. we can, I'm sure we can mm-hmm. dive into it. But in one of two cases, either um, somebody stole, yeah, and he can't pay back, right? So he's obviously destitute. So we don't have a real jail system, right? Instead, the person is sold, mm-hmm. and that's going to be his rehabilitation, yeah. And it's a max of six years, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to be treated quite well, yeah. In other words. Uh, but master has a pillow, slave has a pillow. Sure. Master has a nice right. blanket, master having steak for supper, yeah. slave right. is having a steak for supper. Mm-hmm. And you got to treat him nicely. Right. So that's the first law. And then it follows, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I skipped. Or if he's so destitute, he can sell himself. But mm-hmm. again, basically that right. six-year rule, yeah. if he wants to hang around longer there's something called, uh, that he has the ability right. to stay to what's called Yovel, to Jubilee, so he can stay upwards of uh, 43, right. 44 years. And
3: that they put the, a, in, in has his ear, ear the, pierced, right. Right. right, you get yeah. the
2: gist of it. Mm-hmm. And then a girl, mm-hmm. if she can't be sold for stealing, a girl actually can't be a Jewish slave right. if she's over 12 years old. Yeah. But if the father, again, if the family is so poor, mm-hmm. um, they could sell a younger girl mm-hmm. to a master, and the the goal being that the mm-hmm. master would marry her. And or we
3: should if, say we don't do any of this anymore. Yes, <laughs> but, so <it's>, it is <laughs> but,
2: very interesting. It actually but goes back to there's time things the time we time. could learn. Yes, and that's what I wanted yeah. to discuss. Mm-hmm. But um, it was already seems to be in Talmudic times already. They put an end to it. Yeah, That right. whole idea. Because, exactly. yeah, we just had Martin Luther King Day the other yeah. day and, and 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 how different people are treated and slavery mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, and for a lot of things, it's quite horrible. Yeah. But, but in this slavery, mm-hmm. there was a lot of good yeah. that came out of it. I, sure. I, I just read somewhere. I know we're getting up to a break. Um, somebody's doing something in town, I think, at the end of the month. Uh, about just just that whole concept of the of our jail of our judicial mm-hmm. system and our jail system and there's so many people in jail and so many pe- and it's and they go to jail because we want them off the street. Yeah. But the Torah's concept is that's not what would what be the point. My right. point is not to lock you up. Yeah. My point is if you did something wrong, I have to help you. Sure. Now, if there's capital crimes, I have to execute. Yeah, that's
3: different. Right? We're not yeah. discussing that. Yeah.
2: But if it's not a capital crime, I, mm-hmm. I have to help you become a good member of society. Right. right. If I can't help you become a member of society, so, uh, so what did I do?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, so that becomes a rehabilitation. So just, I know I did a lot of talking over there. No, no, no. I had to get it out before yeah. my break. But uh, you have any thoughts on that? I have sure. all-day all thoughts on it. But go ahead, until yeah, no, my for break.
3: Sure, for sure. Well, you know, the thing that's interesting, and I think if you put yourself, you know, like you say, back in that, in that time when they, were, uh, when they would still have this concept of a quote-unquote slave, um, it still is different than what any other culture had in terms of a slave, it, because if you were a slave, you know, in this country until, you know, not that long ago, 160 years ago, right, you were a thing. You were a piece of property. They didn't think of you as a human being. You know, the guy that owned you didn't think of you as a human being, he thought of you as a thing. Here, you know, by the Jewish slave, the, the idea is not a thing. The idea is it's still a human being. He's not your property forever. You You got him for six years. You got to treat him the same way that you would treat yourself. What he, you know, you eat, he eats. It's not you're not owning this guy forever, right? There's an end to this, so it's not at all the same. You know, to to for us to say slave, yes, it's a sla- but it's not the same in the same kind of way that slaves were anywhere else.
2: And I'm going to make you hold mm-hmm. because my music is now sure. on. Yep. Not your music, but <laughs> you wanted klezmer, right. so there you have it. Mm-hmm. So. Hold through the break. I'm with Ethan Davidson. You're listening to Rabbi Tui on New Radio Media, and we'll be right back. I'll tell you what happened.
0: We're at C2E2 with the legendary Chris Claremont. Greetings, my fellow geeks. My name is Jordan Trevilian, and this is Get It to the Geeks. We are here with David Yost, the original blue Power Ranger. Nobody promised you when you bought the thing on PS4 that you could play it on Switch. But your, your excuse is garbage. I'm gonna pull out my crossbow. All
1: right, sweet chainmail armor. Let's see what you got. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54 hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple
2: Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tea time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, Nine Holes of Golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro.
1: That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at MapleLaneGolf.com. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says there was a substantial drop in diabetes deaths in the decade leading up to 2006, especially for deaths resulting from heart disease or stroke that's attributed to diabetes. American adults with diabetes are still more likely to die younger than those who do not have the condition, but the gap is getting smaller. The findings come after researchers looked at data from 1997 to 2004, covering nearly a quarter of a million adults. The mortality rate may be falling for some very simple but sound reasons. People with diabetes were found to be less likely to smoke and more likely to be physically active than they were in the past. And there also have been some improvements in controlling blood pressure and cholesterol levels. But sadly, the news is not all good, though. As the CDC also says, that the prevalence of diabetes is likely to rise in the future, largely due to poor lifestyle choices and obesity. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
2: Okay, as long as I got a good chuckle, you see, I'm even able to get music clips that I thought Same, you might you appreciate. Go, right? That, of course, who don't for those who don't know, and I of course wouldn't have known. I'm not a big uh, music person, but that's yeah. one of Ethan's songs. It's called mm-hmm. Crows. Crows, right? Yep, yep. Crows. That's a song for a different day. Today we have a sure. different song lined up. So we're discussing the the idea of Jewish slavery mm-hmm. and what I'm trying to accomplish. So yeah. I, I know we went fast, so mm-hmm. let's let let's let's back it up.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So and you said really very good. In other words, the the old idea of a slave mm-hmm. and it's not hard to figure out is a slave was a piece of property. Right. Which means I could sell him. Right. Which means, for the most part, I could beat him to death because he's sure. he's a cow, he's a sheep, right. and uh, we're not hiding anything in America. That's you know one of the things America is not so proud of, right. and I'm sure many countries in their history are not proud sure. of what slaves were.
3: There's still, even they say, to this very day, around the world, you know, like millions—I forget how many millions of people—but basically, millions of people that are. Basically in slavery, you know, around... It happens to, you know, in in crazy places today. I mean, there's people living like this, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you ever met her. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had on Rachel Wasserman. Yeah. So, you know who she is? I know who she is, but I, yeah. Unbelievable. You yeah. know everybody. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I had her on yeah. because... Her foundation is mm-hmm. heavily involved in Atlanta sure. with human trafficking.
3: Right, 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 right.
2: So yeah, there, there's definitely oh, yeah. still slavery today. It's a terrible Ste- thing. Yeah, right. So, but we said a few things. For mm-hmm. example, one of the laws in this week's Torah portion is if you hit your slave mm-hmm. so hard that he dies,
3: yeah,
2: um, there's a death penalty. Yeah, right. And that uh-huh. would be even a non-Jewish slave by sure. the way. Absolutely. If he survives 24 hours, mm-hmm. so then it wasn't such a hard hit. Yeah. So you you still may get punished, but mm-hmm. at least a death penalty right. may be off the table. If you were to knock out a tooth mm-hmm. on a non-Jewish slave that you owned, mm-hmm. the court is sending the slave free. Yeah, right. You, 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 yeah. you, you ruin one of his limbs. They cut off a finger. Right. Right, which is, again— People don't think of slavery that way. What do you mean? He's my slave. Yeah. So no, no. The Torah's idea is not. It's not. My, what do you mean, my slave? You right. don't own. Yes, for certain things, he's he's uh, he's under your jurisdiction. Sure. Um, but you
3: can't abuse him. You can't be abused the way that uh, African American slaves were horribly abused in this country. It's not the same concept.
2: You can't even give them busy work. Right. As the Talmud does mention. That for regular slaves, they, they need to be busy. If they're right. not busy, then there's trouble. Right. But plain busy work or plain work that's demeaning, mm-hmm. certainly on the Jewish slave, the demeaning type of work is off the you table. You can't do it. You can't do it. So, um, I, and I'm trying to imagine a culture. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about if, if a person was so poor mm-hmm. that he had to sell his daughter, yeah. which is, again, the Tory doesn't really like it, but sure. obviously there, there are situations where, where people have to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So a guy's coming along and he's buying, quote unquote, yeah. it's only for a couple of years, he's buying a seven-year-old girl. Like, yeah. exactly what is a seven-year-old? Like, I know what my sure. seven-year-old can do. Yeah. Right? Not too much. Yeah, he wants right. to play, he wants to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, And you're buying her, knowing that the Torah said, we prefer you marry her. If you don't want to marry her, your son will marry her. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? You know, we talk about nowadays, who can I allow my daughter or son to go out Mm -hmm. with? Must Mm -hmm. be from this kind of family. Right. Yeah, They didn't have those hangups.
3: Right. Sure. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, they're trying to, uh, well, look, they're obviously, you know, if you set aside for a a moment the... um, the reality that these laws, you know, came down from, from Hashem. Right. And let's just, you know, put them in the human context. They are familiar with other cultures that have slavery where people are, as you say, they are an object or a thing, like a piece of livestock, right? And, um, but the Jews were saying, or Hashem was saying, you know, this is the way humans are doing it, but, but the Jews are going to do it differently. And the real way to do that is if somebody gets in a dire situation where, heaven forbid, they have to sell themselves or sell a family member uh, and the person's going to do some work. It's not forever. You cannot abuse this. This is still a human being. And uh, eventually they're going to go free unless they, uh, at that moment after six years, say... No, I want to stay here. Right, then, and then uh, there's a special arrangement,
2: but only for a certain amount of time. Eventually, going free it can never be permanent. It can never be permanent, yeah. and because God doesn't want right. that, and the person's supposed to serve God.
3: Yeah, right.
2: If I have another master, mm-hmm. right, then I have two masters. I have God and my master. Yeah. Then I'm not serving God properly. Yeah, I I need the attitude sure. that I have one master. Right. Right. but people get in, in situations mm-hmm. you know it's, it's all part of you know getting them into uh, to rehabilitate is the word right. we use right. so it's interesting um, when the Jubilee comes when the Yovel comes mm-hmm. so from it starts on Rosh Hashanah right but right. the slaves don't go free mm-hmm. till Yom Kippur right. right and there's a very interesting psychological reason you ever hear this mm-hmm. okay so what happens is for the 10 days mm-hmm. between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur the slaves live it up yeah yeah. eat whatever they want, right. sleep whatever right. they want, yeah. and the master is not allowed to tell them Can't to do anything. Right. Because you, not you, yeah. but the slave's been a slave all these years, used to taking uh, orders. Yeah. We need to train him. You're going out. Yeah. You're going to be a productive member of mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. And, uh, and you do not listen to your master anymore. Right, right. So y- you need a couple of days to get used to this concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a... Um, Good idea. Well, yeah, and yeah. one more thought that, that we didn't mention, and that is that if you buy a Jewish slave, mm-hmm. the family comes along for the ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that means not, not, I'm buying a slave. Yeah. I mean, how much am I paying for the guy? Right? Yeah. I'm buying a slave. I have to feed his wife. Yeah. I have to feed his kids. Like nowadays, you throw a guy in jail. Sure, right. So what's with the family? Yeah. Okay, we're very sorry. We're not right. sending the whole family to yeah, jail. Right. You're, you're all yeah. stuck. Right,
3: right. So, here you're taking care of everybody.
2: So we're destroying—you know, you put yeah. a guy in jail. Yeah. So not only did you destroy the guy in jail—he's mm-hmm. not getting better in jail. Yeah. What do you think is happening to his kids?
3: Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Right? It's like No, uh, that's right. It happens all the time here.
2: It's an unfortunate thing.
3: Yeah, right. No, that's right. That's right. That's right.
2: Yeah, yeah let's—oh. Uh, my clock, is, my clock is ticking. I told Ethan, I have so many things to talk about. Yeah. I am not going to get to all these things. But, um, but here's one for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever had this. Remind me. Do you have any a dog or any animals?
3: Not at the moment. But my kids have been agitating for a jo- uh, dog for a little... I, I'm going to have to break down and get one now. You're going to have to break down. Oh, yeah, sure. So here,
2: <laughs> I, give you, I give you two scenarios. Yeah. You're playing baseball in the backyard with your kid. Yeah. Kid smacks one out, mm-hmm. and I've done this with my children, yeah. by the way, and it wasn't such a far hit, mm-hmm. right through a glass window.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's scenario yeah. number one. Scenario number two: mm-hmm. um, your dog ran out the front door. Mm-hmm. Your kid didn't get the leash on good. Mm-hmm. Runs into the neighbor's petunias. Oh, yeah. Or a vegetable <laughs> garden. <laughs> makes him or herself very yep. comfortable or exactly. cozy. Yeah. Two stories. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I have no idea if you know the answer or not mm-hmm. um, three well four possibilities yeah. do I pay for my child's damage mm. or I'm off the hook? Mm-hmm. do I pay for my dog's damage or I'm off the hook mm. Mm.
3: you know i don't i from a Jewish perspective, I guess I don't know. I mean I know that um you know the thing that Pops into my mind is if your ox gores somebody. Good. excellent, you know, good one, you've got very these, good. And uh, you've got these issues, right? So what do
2: you see? There's a law, very good. So right. there's a law of my if my ox gores another animal or damages, right? I got to pay. So yeah. clearly
3: that means, that's right? So that means that if my dog does that, I would assume, perfect assumption, right? That I'm liable, definitely. Like he went over there and he, you know, tore up uh, the garden. Got to pay. Right. Got to pay.
2: So that's first rule that I wanted to get out on the table. Most people Mm -hmm. listening, even if they're not listening, if you ask the average person down the street Mm -hmm. that if your dog got away, you say, oh, I'm very sorry. My dog got away. I I couldn't control him. Yeah. And most people, I believe, Tony, you can tell me if I'm wrong, your dog gets away and it damages. So someone's sending you a bill or not? Not in my neighborhood. Not in your neighborhood. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now, next case. Yeah. Most people mm-hmm. like me, and that's what I did. I went to the neighbor. I said, "I'm very sorry, my son hit uh, yeah. the ball through your window. Can we have the ball back?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But besides that, and, right, um, right. would you like me to get somebody to fix sure. your glass? Would you like yeah. to? You send me a bill. That's very yeah. and it's very neighborly and sure. very appropriate. Mm-hmm. But is that the law?
3: Yeah, mm. that I that I I I don't know. I mean, I would I guess I would assume. Well, first of all, my dog tears up a garden. And so I say, let me, you know, uh, pay whatever damages. Right. So that one we got right. That, that one we, we got know right. That we're good. And so then from that, I would assume my kid hits the ball through the window My and my kid is not yet an adult. You know, I would say, let me pay for the window. Right, but, but I'm, guessing, one, I'm guessing guessing either. by your... Right? <laughs> <Nice> smirk. <laughs> right you are.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. This question is like a famous one. It's just sure. one of these. It's so easy. Yeah. For people, because mm-hmm. we know how we grow up. Yeah. If my kid damages, I feel responsible for my child. Yeah, sure. And I'm not saying you shouldn't pay. You should pay. Yeah. But by straight Torah law, yeah. you actually would not have to pay. Yeah. yeah. And the reason is because a child, the Talmud mm-hmm. says, that running into a child is a dangerous thing because they yeah. damage and they don't have right. uh, the They're ability to pay. Right. right. It's, it's not to... It's my, I mean, it's my kid. Yeah, yeah I'm responsible. Yeah. My child is not an animal. Yeah, I am responsible to make sure that my property, my animals, my fire. Sure. I don't leave a, yeah. something in the street where right. somebody could run over it. Right. And like this one, I think about all the time. Like people leave their stuff on the front lawn. Yeah. Or uh, you know, right in the sidewalk. You're walking out, you trip, and you say, "Who left this bicycle here?" Right. Now, if it's a child, yeah. so the child's off the hook. You're going to yell at him. Sure. But if an adult left that bicycle, in mm-hmm. the sidewalk or mm-hmm. on the street, you left something that can damage. Right. You pay for that, sure, right? So yeah, it's interesting that yeah. for a child, by straight Torah law, you yeah. would not have yeah. to pay for the damage. But we're neighbors, yeah, yeah we're neighbors. So we're if getting, I yeah. if I break a window, yeah. I, I don't want you to be mad at me, sure. For sure I mean, not. I don't mean your window. My right. kid can't hit the ball that far, right, right, right. But um yeah, but, we, so, but,
3: but so but 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 it's funny because what I was thinking in my head is so now, <laughs> if um if the window's broken. And the neighbor says, how is the window broken? And I say, you don't believe it. My dog was playing baseball. <laughs> that would and broke true. your window. So and I had got to pay. pay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and here comes the music again, Ethan. <laughs> when we come back, Ethan is going to strum away. He's going to play for us his song. So hold through the break. I'm with Ethan Davidson. You're listening to Rabbi Tzuya on Let's Talk Torah. And we'll be right back. Right. <laughs>
0: The latest LiftMaster garage door openers and the toughest retractable screens on the market, all by the push of a button. Tarno Doors is celebrating its fiftieth year anniversary and is the recipient of the 2016 Subcontractor of the Year from the Home Builders Association. Tarno,
2: no doors. Tarno, no doors.
0: At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online.
1: I'm Jackie Callan, Dr. Mark Berkowitz. We all accumulate so many products. they probably dried yeah. out if I open the jar. You can't miss the team member with Medicare.
2: You're a critical part of the team. Yeah. But I don't eat the yolks. That's the, not
1: really helping them diet, is it? They're, they're not getting anything out of it. It goes right through. With these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. Put your arms out if you want to. Whoa. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the dungeon master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on newradiomedia.com Fridays PodQuesters. See you there.
2: This is your time, so go and grab the moment, Face the world. And we're back, and Ethan is tuning and strumming, <laughs> and first things first, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, before you start, yeah. just to help mm-hmm. everybody out, sure. Um, just tell me about this song before we hear it. Sure thing. Um, this is a pretty old song that I
3: wrote actually but it's funny enough it's never been on a record although I think I'll release the song along with a lot of leftover material online throughout the course of this year um, I used to live in Alaska a long time ago and I was a lumberjack this is 20 years ago I still have a tiny little cabin in a remote part of Alaska anyway I was a lumberjack up there and I was you know, reading Jewish philosophy and chopping wood and so this song um, really kind of Distills some of my uh, images of sort of um, coming into sort of my own life in Alaska. And uh, as I said earlier, the line that I really liked from, you know, particularly reading Martin Buber at that time was he had somewhere in this, uh, in his writings, he said, uh, he was like appealing, um, you know, come down, lonesome one, come down to the lonesome, you know, which is like, I think in some sense, it's one of the ways that I sort of relate to to you know, Jewishness and the Jewish people were or in and just humanity in general. You know, we are yearning for this connection with what Buber calls the lonesome one, right? So and the
2: lonesome one is God. The lonesome one is Hashem. The lonesome right? one is Hashem. <laughs> hey, very good. Hey, <laughs> yeah. okay, now now I got it. We got the background. Those who didn't know, right. I told you Ethan is fascinating. Yeah. When he says remote, we looked it up last time. We're talking, did you got to put the barrels of gasoline so you can get your truck all the way up to that cabin. Oh, that's right. So it's pretty deep and probably colder than it is around here. It's
3: far, far away, and it's very cold.
2: (laughs) Ethan, whenever you are ready, you give it a shot. When first
0: I was coming Into the country, the hollowed out you come, swallowed all of my. days have stayed with me.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's that one. <laughs> okay. I didn't know there was going to be a bunch Okay, I no, got it. Okay. I,
3: you know, I end it when it feels. Uh...
2: So I love watching. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're so into it. So I get, this one I got to ask you. Know, we got to sure. get it into the portion. This, yeah. is, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of emotions going on mm-hmm. when you're playing, right? Yeah. You feel those emotions. I don't yeah. know how much you're sweating, yeah. but you feel those emotions. Right. What mm. do you feel when you're playing that song? It's, you know, it. it
3: It will be different in some ways. Um, Well, let's say it will be, for me, I think a different emotional volume also depending on um, the the room I'm in. You know, we're in a small room. There's a few of us here close to the mics. I don't want to get so loud, but when I have played, you know, I've played that on stage from time to time, and if there's a lot of people, and sometimes I have a couple other musicians, I'll really let that come down lonesome part I'll be able to take take it up, you know, into um, sort of a different volume, but it will also become a different emotional intensity for me because what I'm, you know, I'm, uh, you know, doing that for the benefit of the audience, but I'm also, um, I mean, you know, I'm calling out to the lonesome one, right? right and, I, you know, listen, you want to have a connection, right? Everybody this wants is, a connection. This is the idea. Right, I want to have a relationship, and that's what I'm. Right.
2: and I think because I, I, I interview a lot of them, I think artists. Yeah, and I'm finding it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a painter, mm-hmm. if you're even an author.
3: Yeah,
2: sometimes poetry, sometimes music or yeah. composing, you know, anything that we call the arts. Yeah. Right, it, it, they have a different, just a different mindset. They have a different way of connecting. You know, I'm a regular guy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I have my way. I'm going to pray. I'm going to connect. Right. But but right. that that thing we call art.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Those people, are, it's a it's like a different plane.
3: It's a different kind of a thing, you know. But and, but it's and I don't know what other people's experiences are, but it's part part of it for me is also it's tefillah, it's tikkun. I mean, you know. I mean, I daven, regular davening, too. Right, but I'm trying just, to point out it's, it's a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual connection. connection yeah. Anyone
2: who, who's, right. who's at all talented yeah. and uses those talents, these are spiritual. What's music? They're, I yeah, can't yeah. hold on to anything. I don't know
3: what it is. Right? Yeah.
2: You were able to draw the painting that I have a feeling, and yeah. I draw the picture, and it's a bunch of stick pictures, and no one knows what I drew. Right, right. It's, I mean, yeah. I tell my class <laughs> <and> I'm fantastic, <laughs> right. but let's be real, i oh it. Yeah, right.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, my, you know, my my music is like, you know, I'm not such a sophisticated musician. It's like stick figures, too, but it's like, but yeah, that's, for me, it, for me, it, 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 when it works, it works.
2: If you're going to call your music stick figures, (laughs) then what can I call my stick figures? (laughs) You know, and I'm busy telling yeah. my class. Yeah. I'll draw like yeah. a stick figure in a round circle and eyes, and I'll, I'll yeah. do some silly things to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll make big shoes that aren't yeah. really shoes. Sure. And I'll sit there and say, "This picture mm-hmm. is is worth millions. Yeah, this yeah. This is fantastic sure. artwork." And those. Sure. I, I have a boy in class who's very talented. Yeah. a third grader, very talented in yeah. art, and, and and he'll say, "No." That, you, you, you don't know how to try. Yeah, said, Yeah, you don't appreciate art. Right. And yeah, right. once I claim that you don't appreciate, <laughs> who's going to argue with me already? Got, right? exactly. Who's going to argue? Exactly. Okay, yeah. with so much stuff, let's let's get. Yeah. So I appreciate sure. you playing. I love no, when you no, play. No, right. I love to learn from the music. We talked sure. about why you do music and the power. Yeah. Let's uh, take a few more minutes as my time is sure. flying. That's fine. But uh, let's hit another, um, uh, you know. Last week's Torah portion mm-hmm. is is Yisro, is Jethro, yeah. right? The first yeah. Jewish convert, right? Right. right. And um, in this Torah portion, there's another rule about converts, which mm-hmm. comes up a lot, mm-hmm. and that is how we have to be careful how we deal with orphans, right. with converts. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so it's mm-hmm. interesting. So yeah. God has a, f- a fantastic line. Yeah. He says, "If you start up with them,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right, I'm going to get involved." Yeah. Right. Right. So it's one of those things like God doesn't say, I didn't eat kosher today. Well, yeah. I'm going to get involved. Yeah, By the yeah, time yeah. you get home, it's yeah. not going to be good. Right. By most commandments, that's not the language. Right. So do you ever wonder why is that the language mm-hmm. when it comes to really dealing with people that, generally speaking, right. um, are going to be downtrodden?
3: Right. Well, I think that, you know, I mean, my first reaction to this would be when you're talking about. Um, the orphan and the widow, and then I'll come to converts because we might not think of them in the same way, but it's, I think it's really the same thing. Certainly an orphan or a widow, you're talking about somebody that doesn't have anybody. Oh. Yes, yes. And one would think, and it happened, I think, a lot throughout human history, you know, that person doesn't have anybody, I could take advantage of them because nobody's going to come after me if I do that. Well, it's not exactly true because God is telling you, Hashem telling you, I'm their guarantor. Now, the convert, you might say, well, you know, this is still a person with a family somewhere. But especially in the time that we're talking about, if you were going to say, I'm going to go join up with the Jews, you know, you were leaving your uh, tribe, you were leaving your family, you're leaving your people. Maybe even today you would be doing that. And so you are, in a certain sense, a person without, uh, let's say, a person without a country, a person without a people. You're like an orphan or a widow. You're a person alone. And so somebody might say, Oh, well, I could take advantage of this person," but not so fast, because Hashem is telling us, "I'm the uh, I'm the guarantor," and of course, I'm the ultimate
2: guarantor. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. That's exactly what I wanted you to say, and it's yeah. correct, by the way. Yeah, it's completely correct. But I want to take it. So I get an A. Right? You get an A. You get an A. <laughs> <laughs> an a check, very good. The report cards are right. coming up now. Yeah. I want to take it. A, I want to take it sure. a step further. Sure, sure, Yeah. Um. When your children come home from school yeah. because something happens,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right, they're going to tell either you or your wife, um, so-and-so started up with me, yeah. do something about right. it. Right, Now, you don't have a long conversation with your child. Well, you know, God takes care of you. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, as, as a child mm-hmm. or even an adult, mm-hmm. right, if something happens to me, I go to my father. Right. right? Dad, Ma, you take care of this. Yeah. Okay, that means really, really. Even though we're supposed to be asking God to take care of us, yeah. but yes, yes, God takes care of me. Mm-hmm. But if I have a problem, I go on to my father. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But the orphan or the widow yeah. or the convert, they don't have the father to right. go to because right. it's, it never says it's always a, a, an orphan of a father.
3: Yeah.
2: So they only have God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God says, "Okay, they're coming to me for help because sure. they have no father." Yeah. Well, just like your father goes and helps you, yeah, well, I'm going to help them. Right. And the only problem is that's like my father's bigger than your father, right? <laughs> right, so, right. so all of a sudden over here, right. so that's why, and you know, God is sort of telling you they understand the situation. They're going to cry to me, yeah, because they have no one else right. to talk to. That's right. When they have no one else to talk yeah. to, I'm going to take care of them. yeah, and that will not be good. For whoever starting up with them. Right. And here again comes the music. Now yeah. we're going to have one last quick segment, so stay through the break. I'm with Ethan <laughs> Davidson. And you're listening to Rabbi Tzvira on let's talk over and we'll be right back.
3: Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where Techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated
0: by me just for you. It's all right here on newradiomedia.com.
1: What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village.
2: It's the simple
3: thing
0: the things that are a testament to the old and the things that are a testament to the new.
3: Know what's going on in your community.
0: Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com.
1: The BG song, Staying Alive, just might help someone you know stay alive. It's one of those beats you just can't get out of your head once it's there, and it turns out the disco song has 103 beats per minute, which happens to be the perfect number to maintain the rhythm for performing CPR. A study out of Illinois found that doctors and medical students who listened to the song while they were practicing CPR not only performed flawlessly, but they also remembered the technique five weeks later. The keys to CPR are performing the technique aggressively. That is pushing hard enough and pushing on the chest fast enough to force the blood to where it needs to go. So, when it comes to proper technique, it turns out that compressing the chest to the beat of staying alive really can help the victim stay alive. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
2: And we're back with Ethan Davidson, and time is flying. (laughs) You know, you can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to ask Kelsey or Angel this time. I can ask Kelsey. We are ready for our poster. So this week, Mm -hmm. you can see it's right behind me. I think it's on my right Mm -hmm. side. Um, Anyways, there's the letter Chaf. It's really two Mm -hmm. letters. It's Mm Chaf and Kaf. It is the 11th letter. It's like a backwards C, mm-hmm. I guess, if you square yeah. out the edges. Sure. Um, it makes, well, one sound is a hard K, like a K. Yeah. The H mm-hmm. is, a, I don't want to say it's a Jewish sound.
3: Yeah, we don't have it in English. Yeah. In English, there's no,
2: there's no right. CH sometimes, but not yeah, it really. it doesn't really work. But yeah. in other countries, like in Russia, that yeah, is true. a regular sound. They have no problem yeah. with that sound. Its numerical value is 20. Mm-hmm. When we talk about counting... And uh, my word this week mm-hmm. is calf." Mm-hmm. Do you know what a calf mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. so a calf I'm not sure which is the real one. A calf is a palm,
3: oh sure, yeah,
2: but the the form of my palm mm-hmm. is a spoon, yeah. So yeah. therefore it can be used as spoon, mm-hmm. which is about how far my music abilities go is to bang with a spoon. <laughs> bang, spoon. And yeah, he's figured. And yeah. uh but it also means palm. Yeah. So I I know you you keep throwing mm-hmm. in as often as you could mm-hmm. prayer and sure. and, davening and and mm-hmm. music and prayer. So what's interesting is there's actually two ways mm-hmm. of prayer. Yeah. One is I, I put my hands together sure. and I sort of bend over. Right. But Moses didn't pray that way. Mm-hmm. Do you know how Moses prayed? Mm-hmm. Moses prayed with his hands up in the air. Oh, sure. His palms oh, were raised, right?
3: Like in some ways, like by the, like a mulloch, when he's when exactly. battling, he yeah, had because, his hands. Right. That's right.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's two weeks ago. But that's yeah. exactly when his right. hands were up, they were in prayer. Sure.
3: Right, right, right. Okay, so right.
2: it's actually debatable mm-hmm. what's the proper way to pray. Yeah. You know? So for the most part, we say like this, Moses mm-hmm. can have his hands up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Us regular yeah, people, regular. We're, we'll keep yeah, our hands yeah. down. Right. But both are actually yeah. um, uh, ways of of prayer. Either right. my hands are going up to say, God, it's it's coming from you.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I got nothing. You yeah. send it down, I got it. Right. You don't send it down, I got nothing.
0: Uh, right.
2: Or it's a, it's a sign of humbleness yeah. that I'll, I'll keep my hands mm-hmm. um, down together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I'll tell you a story. You, you, you'll give me a reaction. Sure. sure. Maybe you'll share sure. a story back with me. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So um, I actually put this one online. Mm-hmm. They're trying to teach me to put videos out on LinkedIn because yeah. I guess people like them. Yeah. That's me. But yeah. anyways, we just follow the rules and regulations. <laughs> so my mm-hmm. son comes to me the other day. Mm-hmm. Comes, I, I have three boys in mm-hmm. the school building with me. Yeah. So my eighth grader comes in and he says, Ta, mm-hmm. tonight we're studying.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, okay. Um, how long? I don't know. Maybe a long time. Yeah. But it was it was so interesting. So he walks out, and I said, of course, you know, anything you need, sure, I'll study with sure. you. But it, it's a very interesting attitude. In mm-hmm. other words, he came to me and said, I must study with you. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people out there that they say, I have to check my my uh, my appointment right. book to yeah, see if yeah. you fit in tonight yeah. between 7.30 and 7.45. Right, right? Like, why didn't you tell me six months ago? Mm-hmm. I, I would have put it in the calendar for mm-hmm. you. But but my children understand. Now, my wife, she made fun of me the other night. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was last night. She says, "I don't understand. You've been in and out of the house ten times mm-hmm. because first you study with this one, then you take this one to study, mm-hmm. then you come back, then mm-hmm. you study with a different one again, then you go back out of the house, mm-hmm. then right." And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I said, I said, I have no life sometimes. Yeah, right. But mm-hmm. isn't that the way it's supposed, it's to, supposed be?
3: to be? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have, uh, you have this time to, um, to study with." You know, either family members or other people in the community that that you want to, and that's what you.
2: Yeah, the community members, uh, they also fight for their time. Right,
3: exactly. But that's. But with our kids, right now,
2: sometimes we come home. Yeah. Long day, we're Mm -hmm. tired. Sure but my son wants to study with me. Yeah. I don't care if your child wants to do spelling homework yeah, right. with you. Exactly. But your child is asking you to study. Yeah. How again, it's an attitude. Yeah. How could you say to your child I don't got time now. Leave me alone. I'm very it's tired.
3: Right. It's tough. I mean, it's and it's, you know, so I'm, you know, my wife and I, you know, we're blessed to have three boys and, you know, they're um they're just coming into double digits, let's say. And, you know, in being a parent, it's obviously it's challenging. And sometimes, you know, you're exhausted and you do have things that you have to do. And they want us and my kids are interested in studying, too. And I, you know, I study with them at night. But, you know, it's like um, the life is not all about, you know, me and my schedule and my time and what I got to do. You know, these people also need their nourishment and they're only going to get it from from the parents, right. right? A certain kind of nourishment they're only going to get from us. And if I can't make myself uh, available for the other stuff is always not so important, you right?
2: I know, it's it's just that sometimes we don't think about it. We we right. get lost in in our in our business. Yeah, sure. We're all good at getting busy. For sure. But um, yeah. there's got to be a song out there about that. I have yeah. heard I'm sure there's a thousand of them yeah. where the kid keeps asking the father for help. Yeah. And then, when the father's finally ready, you know yeah. it's twenty years later. The kids out of the house already, right. Right? right? I don't need your help anymore, yeah. right? We're, we're we're past that, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And 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 that will do more for them. Yeah, Just yeah. To be raised in a healthy for sure uh, environment is that my. Pe- and of course, we care about you. Of course, yeah. we love you. Right, right. But so show me. Yeah. yeah. Now, then they're going to turn around and say, "I don't love them anyways, and I'm angry at them, and I True. miss them." But when they wake up. You know, five or ten right. years later, they're going to notice exactly that uh, that we did take for care sure. of them. For and, sure, you know they're they're selfish when they're young. Yeah, but as they get older, yeah, they, they think, turn right. around, they wake it up, and they figure it out. They figure it out. Yeah, and I'm looking at my clock. Yeah. and I think I'm done. All right. So I yeah. got to give my thank yous, <laughs> to Ethan Davidson. I love when you yeah, come down, yeah. and for sure I'm going to get yeah. you again. But uh, here comes my music. And i got to thank everybody, our wonderful sponsors and listeners. You know, I couldn't do it without you. Um, our production team, I'm not sure who's still here, but Tony's here. Kelsey's here. Angel's here. Zach might be back there somewhere. I hope I've left you some food for thought. Until next week, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on New Radio Media. And until next week, don't forget to think about it.